Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Radio Silence. I'm Shaheer and uh, thank you very much for joining me yet again in this belated episode. So it was a very eventful day for all of us because today we had the A and O level results and uh, uh, obviously it was very nerve-wracking considering that we were all in the middle of a pandemic and didn't give any exams so uh, the results were uh, we were completely in the dark this time over right and you you could not anticipate what was going to happen because there were simply so many factors involved right uh, you had to be in the good books of your teachers and you should you needed to have a in your past had a good academic performance in your AS levels and your midterms and uh, along with that uh, in our case we also had online classes in which you had to perform well so all these factors they came in and you know they completely uh, they completely changed the genre rubric of how we got our grades but i do hope that all of you guys achieved well uh, in my own personal understanding i do believe that everyone got fine grades this time over uh, I, i mean no one was left hanging high and dry like you know straight E's or straight Q's, nothing like that. I do believe everyone got a fighting chance in these exams. Maybe some people did feel that uh, they did not achieve to their potential or that um, maybe they were cheated out of one grade. Um, but in, by and large, I do believe that the world was very kind to us guys. We didn't give exams, right? And we still got definite grades. And I do think that is um, that is a very impressive thing. Uh, it makes me uh, it makes my faith in the world, you know, and uh, it makes me proud of being a citizen in the modern world. So that being said, uh, some very interesting things are going on in the educational landscape of of Pakistan, right? Because the single national curriculum has been introduced, and uh, the reason that this curriculum is so unique because uh, is because it is trying to implement uniform education across the various educational streams in Pakistan. So you have uh, the, the largest um, grouping, which is public schools, right? And then you have private schools. And then you also have religious seminaries or madrasas where students are being taught. And these three streams of education are very different from each other. They are, they are worlds apart. And for better or the worse, the, the government now wants to bring them at par with each other, which uh, to say the least, could also mean that the quality of education in private schools could go down. Now, uh, the single national curriculum has, to say the least, been a very a controversial in, in, in discussion circles. And you you have seen the, the public fights on, on talk shows and everything. Uh, and I do believe that some aspects of it are very worrying. So the first of these is that um, you will have to memorize, uh, if I'm not wrong, 20 hadiths. Uh, between grade one and grade five, right? 20 hadiths. Um, and at face value, that may seem like an uh, innocent gesture, right? Because all of them will be very community oriented and will be grounded in the modern world. But it is a bit worrying, right? Because when in formal education, you teach someone that uh, whatever I tell you about religion, you simply have to memorize and vomit it out to me again, that raises the chance that that person could be approached by a hate-spewing demagogue, right? A person who simply is not interested in the better aspects of, of religious discussion and simply wants to achieve his own ends. And he tries to use religion to manipulate that person. Now, if a student has been taught that all you need to interact with religion is memory and you need to memorize everything you are taught, then that student could become a victim of that person's uh, 
uh, of that hate spewing person and that is very worrying because if that could you know create a whole mindset as to how students approach religion and approach pluralistic discussion and critical thinking so it is very important that uh, the, the that the government and the expert committee that was commissioned to create this curriculum also looks at this aspect right because it could influence many generations from uh, now onwards but uh, in my opinion uh, one one aspect of education that was completely ignored in the national curriculum and which i am personally associated with as well because i went through the cambridge stream are the o levels uh, and and a levels as well so in pakistan to graduate you need to study urdu islamiyat and pakistan studies which are three subjects and this policy isn't something that is uh, you know modern by any means it was in, it was initiated in the general zaul haq regime uh, as part of his islamization policies and it has stuck around ever since so now in if you want to get an admission in pakistan right and in a degree uh, in a local setting then you will need to have studied pakistan studies islamiyat and urdu right and this is not the international norm right in the international uh, setting you study five subjects which are three of your core subjects which are mostly sciences and english and math and these prove to be extremely sufficient to give you a great launching pad for the next uh, step in your academic career right but in pakistan the burden is accentuated and instead of five subjects you need to study eight right three of them uh, three of them as i listed them before um, also are now part of compulsory education and let me tell you the cambridge edu cambridge educational system it is not made for uh, such an such an innovation if i may call it because those five subjects they prove a strenuous load of their own and to include three more uh, core subjects into that category it simply overburdens students right and let me tell you uh, a lot of students really suffer because of this right there guys who studied their o levels abroad right i studied with them and then they came to pakistan for the a levels and those people they were doing their a levels and still uh, giving some o level exams as well right they were giving urdu or they were giving islamiyat or something along those lines so they could get admission in nast or get admission in lams and that simply is very counterproductive right because you've already gone through your o level cycle and you've already achieved a uh, scholarship you will already achieved a modicum of excellence then why should you have to revert back to it when you are now at a higher educational standpoint right and uh, so for this reason i i don't understand why the government simply has not uh, abolished this age old scheme right cuz when you are going through the cambridge stream and, and some people may argue but you need to know about pakistan right because you're a pakistani and you need to know about urdu well the whole curriculum for o levels is designed in such a manner that by the time you reach a, reach 8th grade you know everything about pakistan studies and islamiyat and urdu that you need to excel right and um for this reason it is very important that now we look back at this policy and we bring it up we do not need to innovate on it in any manner we simply need to bring it up to international standards right because guys other than being an extra burden right mentally it is also a huge financial burden the, the huge economies uh, that have spawned right through the business of academies that teach pakistan studies and islamiyat and sometimes urdu as well right it is mammoth the economies that they have, they are their own little fiefdoms if i may call them cuz um whole students are rushing to study these subjects they are very nuanced subjects students in pakistan find them very difficult to tackle 
and uh, they require a lot of time and energy. If I look back at the almost um, 16 subjects that I have studied in my O and A levels, then I do believe that Pakistan studies and Islamias were the most difficult, right? By far, I studied for them much more than I did for the others. And I can say that without a doubt. Uh, and most students, uh, I, I was thank, I was grateful, um, I was lucky enough that I was able to uh, avoid going down this path, but most students, they go to academies. And that is a huge financial burden as well. Considering that already you have to pay, pay 12,000 rupees per subject, right? In a country where the minimum wage is 17,500 rupees, you have to pay 12,000 for each subject. So this is simply not, um, it is not uh, egalitarian, right? It is not, it is not equitable. It, it does not favor the less fortunate among us and it needs to be changed. And we are nitpicking uh, in terms of uh, public schools and in terms of the government curriculum, we are nitpicking what we should include, but there is such a huge loophole in the OLL system and we still have not done anything about it. And don't even get me started about the whole equivalence stuff, right? I do believe that uh, having to go through the entire process of getting an equivalence certificate made for my O-level grades, it really, and A-level grades, it really put me off from applying to many local universities. I applied to only only one in Pakistan, right, LUMS. Um, uh, and I got in, but you know what really put me off was that I would have to get an equivalence to get admission, which is something that students and local boards are spared off, right? And that, to my mind, it was just unfair discrimination, right? It was simply uh, a wastage of time and a wastage of energy. And it, uh, it was also uh, very ironic considering that the standards of exams in O-levels and A-levels are much more stringent than the local boards. So um, definitely a lot of improvement needs to be done in the government support system for the Cambridge stream because, you know, students, uh, they're really suffering, right? They're really suffering and everyone, every student, right, is worried in Pakistan who is in the Cambridge stream because it just becomes a rat race, right? If, if there was a basis of five subjects and studying eight subjects would have an achievement. But because you have to study eight, now getting 12 A's is an achievement, right? It is the benchmark. So I definitely... Uh, would want someone to take this up, right? Someone to actually initiate meaningful change in this matter. And that is all I have for you guys today. Uh, I do hope, again, that you are not put off by the grades you got and you are confident that they will help you get where you want to be. Uh, however, if you are not, then there was this meme page, right? And they put this very elegantly. They said that, uh, you don't need to feel bad about the grades you got this time over, right? Because you didn't even appear for the exam. You didn't even, uh, you didn't even have a say in the matter, right? For the large part. And I do agree with that, right? You didn't give an exam, so why do you have to feel bad about the results you get? So guys, buck up, right? Chin up and look towards the next avenue. And uh, so I, it is time for me to sign off. And thank you for, uh, for joining me again for this episode. And I will be back soon. Bye-bye.